The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Oh, guns up, giddy up. Welcome to Failure to Stop, the number one show where police meet society and culture. You have stumbled in to the last call of the day episode. This is the episode that comes out every Thursday. We bring you four soon to be five hot shows every week and it's all geared towards first responder and first responder life we bring you mondays off the cuff with he big daddy dave and mike the cop all the police related news tuesday true crime with the beautiful and audacious andrea up late she brings you all the true crime news updates and stories all the gruesome mayhem and murder that true crime community loves uh wednesdays I'm live for the paid subscribers for the last call of the day, uh, which goes out to podcasts uh, anywhere you want to download your podcast on Thursdays, giving you something else to talk about other than dead babies and domestic violence. It's the show that's going to save your first, second, third marriage because it gives you something to talk about other than the job, baby. Fridays, our flagship show where we do our big case breakdowns. That's where we got hot and famous and popular for. And I think we've got a good one this 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 Friday. Uh, me and myself, myself and Drew Breezy. And I'm not sure if Mike the Cop will be on or not, but it should be a hell of a breakdown. Breakdown. And then uh, starting right after Christmas, we're coming with the Com Center. Jonathan Bates and Drew Breezy bringing you a call in show, some call in episodes that you can call in with your craziest murderer. You can call in with your craziest paranormal experience or you can call in with your police related questions fire related questions anything that a dispatcher can answer for you it's going to be a lot of fun i can't wait there's gonna be some characters for that show for sure today's show is brought to you by Ghostbed, ghostbed.com sleep so good it's scary uh man was a good thanksgiving good thanksgiving holiday i really really enjoyed myself i did break my arm uh, if you follow us on the social media webs, you knew that you knew I broke my arm and, uh, I didn't do it, do anything cool. That's for sure. I was simply skateboarding with my children. I dropped in, in a swimming pool and went down the waterfall, got a little wobbly and slammed right in the other side of the transition, breaking my funny bone. Uh, and it's sad. It's sad. And I'm not funny anymore. My life is ruined. Uh, that sucks. My life is completely ruined. But I got a good show for you today, man. We're talking about some DMT frogs. We're talking about a woman so fucking ugly that her friends had to have an intervention with her because they feel like her husband, her new husband, has um, alternative motives, if that's the right word. Listen, I'm I'm high on uh, codocaine. Little codeine, uh, Lumber Chef calls it codocaine, and I know why. I know why he calls it that because this shit hits hard, baby. Shit hits hard. Um, so my words are going to be a little bit mixed up. Might be a little bit slurred today, but that's what happens when you break your arm. Uh, but anyway, they think her new husband, who's gorgeous, by the way, you'll have to look him up. They think that she's too too ugly for him. We'll talk about that. Uh, another angler must be a big fan of Last Call of the Day because he found a message in a bottle in Maryland. I told you this was a thing. I did a whole episode on the messages in a bottle. I'm obsessed with these things. I want to find one. I should probably go hang out around water more so I can find one. But we've got another. We got another. Uh, we got another message in a bottle find 
uh, from an angler, which I'm, I'm super, super excited to, to bring you. And then today's alternative press, they, they, boy, it's going to be, it's going to be hard today, guys. It's going to be hard. That coating's really, really kicking in. Really. I'm like, I, I can taste colors right now. I can. Um, <laughs> Merriam Webster's uh, word of the year is out. The word of the year. What is the word of the year? I'm not going to tell you right now because then you'll fast forward to the end of the show. And I might put it in the middle of the show. But first, let's talk about this. Uh, let's talk about this DMT frog. So there's these. This is an article. There's a couple of different articles. There's one out of Forbes, and there's one out of um, Oh uh, Odd News Network. But anyway, it's um, these park rangers. They they're putting out a thing that says "Stop licking toads." This is in Colorado. So there is this toad in Colorado that's got a milky substance on its skin and it can be poisonous. It can make you sick if you ingest it. Um, or at least that's what they tell you. It's kind of like some Adam and Eve shit here, right? If you eat of the forbidden fruit, bad things will happen. They're like, don't eat of the forbidden toad. Don't put the forbidden toad stuff in your mouth. Something bad will happen. However, however, people have been putting their tongues all over this toad and not, not nothing bad is happening except a seven to 12 minute ultimate trip i'm talking like serious dmt joe rogan shit here mike tyson took a ride on this stuff we'll have a look at what mike tyson has to say but the national park services added that tongue contact with the sonoran desert toad uh they've put various warning signs around the park saying uh most things you come across in the national park, whether it be banana slug, unfamiliar mushroom, or large toad with glowing eyes in the dead of night, please refrain from licking these things. I guess people are like licking them and then calling 911. I mean, I could, that's the only reason I could see that one, they would know what's happening or two, that they would care. Um, but I guess these toads, the psychedelic effect from these toads is absolutely incredible. Um, let me see what the uh, former heavyweight boxing champion Mike Tyson first tried. The, the, the DMT itself is called 5-ME0-DMT, also called the toad. Now, if you're a law enforcement officer, you're a first responder, EMT, paramedic, you remember when people were starting to ride the boat or what they call, uh, they call uh, PCP, they call it riding the boats when they deep the PCP cigarettes in the marijuana and then it looks like embalming fluid and so then they actually called it embalming fluid but a lot of people call it riding the boat it's like this three to seven minute crazy trip that people are doing and uh and dying from it a lot of people were for whatever reason um their hearts would stop they would od i'm not sure i don't i don't know i I, i've had cases though with people riding the boat going into excited delirium their hearts exploding happened to a guy right in front of me um Hit him with like seven seven rounds of Narcan, uh, nothing, nothing. Uh, they, they came. The uh, EMS came there, tried Haldol. Uh, I mean, is that what it's called, Haldol? Is that is that it? If there's a first responder, if there's a, a paramedic, and I'm getting these wrong, but they were just giving him shot for shot. Didn't work. Um, but uh, this is a fast acting, Alice in Wonderland style trip. Um, 
they say it's like a rocket ship ride, ride into the center of the cosmos. Uh, but but Mike Tyson said that it changed his life for the better. Uh, knocked him off his feet, profoundly changing his life. He says, I came across this thing called the toad. I smoked this medicine, drug, whatever you want to call it. And I've never been the same. Tyson said to Joe Rogan Experience Podcast last year, viewed by nearly 10 million people. Uh, I look at life differently. I look at people differently. It's almost like dying and being reborn. It's inconceivable. I tried to explain it to some people, to my wife. I don't have the words to explain it. It's almost like you're dying, you're submissive, you're humble, you're vulnerable, but you're invincible still in all. I'm still in all, he says. One single 50 milligram vaporized dose derived from dried venom secreted by the Bufo alvarius toad often produces hallucinogenic boundless experiences with one second of inhalation that can last from seven to 90 minutes and on average lasts about 20 minutes. Tyson, uh, like Tyson, people reported that mystical experiences, many seeing God and often sensing a better understanding of their place and function in the cosmos. As a result, shortly after use, participants tend to be totally clear-headed, 100%, back to their previous ordinary state. Now, this is considered a Schedule One drug, which means it's very dangerous to yourself. It's very dangerous to other people. But that's weird, you know? Like, why would the government make something like that Schedule One? Um, saying that it's highly addictive... However, everybody says that it's not. Mike Tyson, Joe Rogan, all these guys say that there's actually zero. There's zero proof. There's zero evidence that shows that somebody would want to do this over and over and over and over again. That it actually changes you so much that a lot of people are going sober. Now, I know two people who have done the DMT thing, both of which went sober and their dad, one of the guys, his his father did not do the DMT um, and was, uh, was in a different country while his son and didn't know that his son was doing the DMT and his dad at the same time, his son who was in South America was doing this DMT. His dad woke up violently vomiting all over the bed. They called 911. They tried to get a hold of, of my buddy who was, who was in South America. He didn't have his phone on him. They were like, dude, your dad is dying. Like we're taking him to the hospital. Um, the dad was hospitalized. They never could figure out what was wrong with him. But his dad was completely sober um, and, and stopped smoking and drinking and had been doing such for, you know, years and years and years and had a whole new perspective in life. And it all he got sick and was projectile vomiting the same exact time that this dude was on his DMT trip, this little ayahuasca trip. Uh, very, very crazy, very Adam and Eve stuff. It's not something I would want to touch. I just, I'm afraid of that kind of stuff. I don't think God wants us to do it. Now I get it. You know, maybe I'm way wrong on that. Um, and I, maybe I've just been like conditioned to say no to drugs because of elementary school and saying no to drugs and everything. But dude, I'm like, I'm afraid of prescription drugs. I don't even like taking this codecaine. Um, and I'm actually down to just taking it once a day. Now you're supposed to take it like three times a day, four times a day. Four times a day, you can take this uh, hydrocodone. I've only been taking it. I'm, I'm down. I was taking it twice a day. Now I'm back down to to one a day, and it's all I've only had my arm broken for three days. Um, but very, very strange things. I, again, I also don't know that I can just go and lick a toad. You know, and I wonder. 
That's probably the drugs talking right now in my own system, but uh, the kissing of the toad thing turns into a beautiful prince. I wonder if that's what that that story refers to. Some idiot kisses the toad, goes on this crazy trip, and the toad ends up becoming a beautiful woman. Very much like this next story. (laughs) All right, you ready for this? You guys know I love Mirror. It's a bullshit news site where I think anybody can just kind of like put in their own news. Um, And it's often very stupid, but I, I find myself reading it every time it's updated because I I have a lot of fun with it. So this story is people think my husband is more attractive than me and they call my marriage fake. I cannot be in a, well, I can't imagine that, but could you imagine being so ugly that your friends are trying to convince you that your marriage is a sham because there's no way a handsome dude like that is going to marry an ugly person like you. Like I, that takes shaming to another level. And I think it's shaming. It's not bullying. That's not bullying. Cause they're your friends. They're just shaming you to, to be better. I thought this was going to be a real dog. Her name is Gina Mirez. I thought she was going to be a real, a real, uh, barf wagon. She's not, I mean, she's definitely plus size. She's definitely overweight, but you know, she's not ugly. She looks like she could get that. She looks like she could get into shape pretty good. Start with her arms, start with her legs, tighten those up a little bit. Um, nothing crazy, but I I mean, some of the people, some of the comments were like, she looks like a man. This guy must be gay. He wanted to marry somebody that looks like a dude. Um, maybe, maybe he's gay. I don't think she looks like a dude. Yeah, I guess she could. It's on the eye of the beholder. I don't like to be mean. I don't. You know, where she's dressed up, the pictures of, of them two dressed up, I think they're a handsome couple. He's definitely really good looking, and she's definitely a little bit overweight, but I don't, I mean, it's not like, she's she's not heinous. And, you know, what if he's got a small Jimmy? What if he's got a small penis? You never know, right? Plus size girl that's not so good looking. She can be with a, with a real hunk, a, a real shower. Um, on the outside, but not on the, not on the inside. Gina, resident director. She's a resident director at a school in Boston, Massachusetts. And she said she's had people say, wow, I'm surprised that you two are together. Josh is so attractive and fit. I, what the fuck's going on in Massachusetts? Who the fuck talks like that? I mean, I know that people from Massachusetts, they call them assholes, but if that's real deal shit, Reason number 567, I'm never going to Massachusetts. If you're that big of a cunt that you can walk up to somebody and say, hey, I'm so surprised that you two are together. Josh is super attractive and fit. And you are the opposite. Like, that's a dick move. Bostonians are mean, dude. People don't understand how you can love someone plus size. They say our marriage is fake and that Josh is very attractive. I mean, hold up. I don't think Josh is all that. I don't think he's, you know, it's, you know, we're not looking at like Jason's, uh, or or Jason Momoa here. You know, this guy's not like Jean-Claude Van Damme look good looking. Uh, he's more like kind of maybe like Jeremy Renner good looking. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. He's not Brad Pitt. Not like myself. He's not like a Brad Pitt kind of guy. Um, People don't understand how you can love somebody plus size. Our marriage must be fake. They even say I look like a man, which is ridiculous. Or they think Josh is secretly gay and pretending to like me. It's rude. 
but I've heard it so much now that it doesn't bother me. Could you imagine hearing that shit so much that it no longer bothers you? Look, here's a picture of this guy without his shirt on. Dude, I thought I looked shitty without my shirt on. This guy's this. Nah, come on, dude. They're giving this guy too much credit. They're giving this guy too much credit. She's cute. She wears cute outfits. She does not look flattering in a two-piece, but she looks fine in a Sunday dress. It hurts to see people saying these things about my gorgeous wife. Uh, Josh, uh, he backs her up. Gina and Josh met as work colleagues in the summer of 2017 and hit it off as friends before getting closer and starting to date in May of 2018. The pair had a whirlwind romance and Josh proposed, it's because he lost his virginity to her. Well, you know what they say. There, there is a stereotype. We were talking about stereotypes earlier backstage. Uh, big girls have a stereotype too when it comes to certain sexual things, right? Uh, they're good with their mouth. That's all I'll say there. Uh, they they got married after five months of dating. That oral game is strong. We were friends first, so it was very close. Gina, and I bet you this dude lost his virginity to her. Bet you that's part of it too. I might be wrong, but the detective in me says guy probably lost his virginity to this chick. The couple tied the knot in August 2019 and have been trying for a baby for the last two years. They post online about their relationship and struggles with fertility but have faced negative comments. We put ourselves on the internet, but we are aware people can be mean, Gina said. Some days it does get to me when I'm not feeling good about myself. Most of the time it doesn't bother me. Dude, if I was this chick, I would I would go so hard in the gym for like a year and just become the stole cold stunner and just rub it in everybody's face. Uh, what is hurtful is the assumptions made. Josh and I are just spending time together and in love, Gina said, we're secure in ourselves. Which makes me, th- like, it b- begs the question, can you marry somebody for love and not looks? Can somebody be ugly and you be in love with them? I'll say love is probably just blind. Because, like, for my wife, I see zero flaws in my wife. Now, my wife will point out, the flaws that she thinks she has. But I truly and honestly, when I look at my wife, I think she's the prettiest girl I've ever seen in my life. I think every curve is perfect. I think the way her hair falls is perfect. I think her tits are awesome. Uh, She's amazing in all the other ways. So there's nothing about my wife to me that's not pretty. Sometimes she'll think that her hair's too thin or that her teeth might be a little bit crooked or that her jaw protrudes. I don't notice any of those things. And and as she brings them up, I still don't see them. And she tries to point them out. And maybe it's just because my love is blind. Like maybe I'm just blind. But um, I see my wife's bit. Now, I, what was the movie where the guy, he thinks that his wife's really pretty, but she's like fucking disgusting and huge and really ugly. Maybe I have that kind of thing going on. I don't know. But in my eyes, I think my wife is a smoke show. Do you think you could love somebody who's not attractive? Like, could somebody love Andrea up late being that she's really not that attractive? Could they love her for her personality? Which her personality is not that attractive either. Will she ever find love? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, show how was the movie they're saying in the comments. Uh, Jonathan, tall, hot, blonde, says, there has to be attraction, though. If you love someone but you're not attracted, then that person is just your friend. Well, that's true, but I think if you do love somebody, you love them because you're attracted to them, right? Like, I I mean, I I don't know. Um, I will see girls that are on paper 
that look really good on paper. And my brain first goes through all of their flaws. Like, oh, fuck, look how expensive that shirt she's wearing. Look at those shoes. Look at her handbag. Look at the jewelry. You know, like I start noticing all the things that I wouldn't like to pay for. I don't want to pay for that shit. I like that my wife likes all of her jewelry from Etsy and she likes like handmade jewelry. It's, it's, it's often not very expensive at all. And it looks beautiful and it looks pretty. She does have a nice expensive set of pearls, but I didn't buy those. Her father did. Um, but I'm not attracted to a girl that spends that kind of money. It gives me anxiety to be honest with you. Not really anxiety because I'm not a pussy, but uh, it makes me feel uncomfortable which I guess is just another word for anxiety. It's a more manly way of saying I don't have anxiety. I feel like, because I, I don't know, man, it's, it's just, just well, people buy monet like for me, it's not attractive when a girl is into like money, like things that flash their money. I don't like girls who have Botox. I can always tell when a chick has had Botox done, when her lips are a little bit puffier or their forehead's a little bit glossier and a little bit red. I can always tell and I, and I hate it. I'm like unattracted to that kind of thing. Some dudes love it though. I've got a friend whose wife can't stop getting the Botox shit. So much so that she looks like this all the time. She looks like a clown, like a silent clown. Hey, I just run the lottery. Hey, my dad just died and I'm going to a funeral. You know what I'm saying? They just have the same emotion all the time. Nancy Pelosi, she's got that kind of face. That's a Nancy Pelosi face. I'm not attracted to Nancy Pelosi. She's got some cannons though. Seen those pictures of Nancy Pelosi's uh, chesticles. Those look incredible, but her face, geez, fucking, not even a face a mother could love in my opinion. I don't know. Again, I'm doing this show super jacked up on Codacane here today, so I'm probably all over the place. Um, But do you have friends? Do you have friends who may be attracted to a guy or a girl that's not as attractive as they are? Some would argue that my wife is married. And it is funny because this has happened to me where people are like, oh, is that your wife over there? Is that the the girl with the curly? Damn. Oh, okay. Okay. Fist bump. Nice. She's, yeah, dude. That's nice. But when my wife, they're like, who? Oh, that's, you married that guy? Oh. Hmm. Oh, well. How do you enjoy that? She's like, oh, I love him. He makes me laugh. <gasps> Maybe I'm the ugly one. Maybe I should ask my wife all this. I'm the dog in the relationship. But do you have friends? Do you have friends uh, that that are that are uh, you know swinging for the fences? I cannot think of a single word right now. There's a thousand words going through my brain. I can't think of any of them. Um, but anyway, yeah. I, I mean, I think love is blind because when you truly love somebody, man, it's like you don't notice those things. And when you do start noticing that, you know, maybe your significant other is you know, not appealing to the eye. I mean, that's a problem too, though. I don't know, but for me, man, it's just, my wife has been beautiful since the day we got married and I still think she's beautiful now. And, and, um, and I think that's a huge stress relief, uh, is having, having a good looking wife. Um, all right, let's move on. An angler finds a message in a bottle. You guys know that I'm all in on these message in a bottle. I love message in a bottle. Take your kids. Look, you want to be a good first responder dad? You want, you know, being the best dad? I always preach about it, being a good parent. Uh, take your child for a walk down the beach, not just to look for seashells, but to look for messages in a bottle. These things are washing up. You may never find one, but you just might. And every time somebody finds one, I get super jealous. 
because I want to find one of these fucking messages in a bottle. Here's a story. A Virginia angler was casting his line in the Chesapeake Bay. Um, this was on November 29th, by the way. So uh, yesterday. Um, Judge Gregory Delacio of Alexandria. <laughs> Sounds like something out of Game of Thrones. Gregory Delacio of Alexandria said he was fishing near Maryland Solomon's Island. Um, he wasn't having any luck on Thanksgiving Day. And on his way back to the launch site, after a pretty unlucky day of fishing, Delisario uh, told Newsweek that he broke out one of his favorite rods and while he was reeling it in uh, a big rockfish, he was reeling in a big rockfish and he lost it. So now he's even more pissed. Oh, shit. I just dropped my headphones. I don't even really need them. The angler said that uh, he was almost back. Oh, I'm sorry. So he... He throws his reel out. He can't catch the rockfish that he thought he was. Um, but while he was reeling in his fishless hook, he notices a big bottle floating just off the dock of Bunky's charter boat rental. So he went over and grabbed it out of the water and, uh, and he threw it back on the shore. So he walks over to the shore, gets off the dock, turned out to contain an obituary and several small rolled up notes. The obituary, the obituary was of... Of a Maryland woman named Emma Jean Ennis. Emma Jean Ennis, who died. Emma Jean's always a cool name. I've always thought Emma Jean is a cool name. Um, who died at the age of 82. Um, she died in January of 2021. I didn't actually open the bottle because I assumed the letters were personal and I didn't want to pry. It didn't seem respectful. So I just posted the photos of the bottles to Reddit. Um, and said he called a phone number on the obituary that was marked as being for anyone who found the bottle. The person that responded was very grateful and told him that they had ma- he had made their Thanksgiving day. And he's like, I'm pretty cool about that. I didn't catch a fish, but I made somebody else have an awesome Thanksgiving. That's just a really cool, um, a really cool story. The, the bottle didn't travel very far, uh, but he released it back into the wild, and he's saying that he. He hopes it makes its way to the bay and maybe even out into the Atlantic Ocean one day. No telling where it could end up, honestly. I still I still want to do this with each one of my kids. I want to do a message in a bottle. Um, next time we head out to the beaches, I think that's what I'm going to do. It's one of the special fun little things that we do. Each kid's going to make their own message in a bottle, do some drawings, and we're going to toss that bitch out into the ocean and see what happens. I just think it's very cool. I think it's fascinating. I think this is a cool trend. I, I did a whole episode on, on the trend of putting messages in a bottle and finding messages in a bottle. So if anybody does it, take pictures, throw it up on the uh, last call, uh, social media. Also, I am going to start taking care of that this week. I'm going to get some moderators for last call. So if you're interested in being a moderator and you're one of our paid subscribers, hit me up in discord, DM me, send me a private message. Might make you a moderator on the last call page, but I want to get that done this week. Um, all right. So the word of the day this is the big article for today. The Webster's dictionary, Merriam Webster's top definition, the most researched, most widely used word of 2022. You ready for it? Gaslighting. That's the number one word of 2022. Gaslighting. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel fine. 
No, I don't. I don't feel fine. When that's the word of the year, gaslighting, and it's because every news agency is using the fucking word over and over and over again. The definition of gaslighting, uh, let's see here, is the act or practice of grossly misleading someone, especially for one's own advantage. That's one of the de- definitions. Um, here's another one here. It, uh, Merriam-Webster's top definition for gaslighting is psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception of reality, or memories, and typically leads to confusion, loss of confidence and self-esteem, uncertainty of one's emotional or mental stability, and dependency on the perpetrator. Gaslighting. Huh. Maybe something big government's been doing to us for like the last three or four years. Maybe something that the ruling elite has done with us about being so afraid that there are like that when we think that the ruling elite has a culture problem of molesting children, when elites in the church have a culture issue of molesting little children, when politicians have a problem sniffing little children, that we must be fucking crazy conspiracy theorists. That we must that, that we must be confused. That we don't have a good perception of reality if we think that Hollywood has a culture of pedophiles. You can have one or two bad cops in the country, and it's okay to say that we have a culture problem in policing of systemic racism and and abuse of authority. But when you have more than a dozen Actors in Hollywood engaging in pedophilia activity. We can't say that there's a culture problem there or we're create we're the crazy ones. Gaslighting, the word of the year. I'll tell you gaslighting is the media. The media manipulating everybody, trying to convince you um, that you need a fifth booster shot. I was talking to my aunt, she's a teacher. Said then when it was time for her vaccine, she didn't get the vaccine, but they came in, they said, hey, there was a lottery and your name came up. She was in the middle of teaching a class. Um, and I believe it was middle schoolers. And they came in, they said, hey, you won the lottery, you won a lottery and you get to go get your vaccine today. And she says, no, I'm good. I'm teaching right now. I'm in the middle of a class. She says, no, I'm here. I'm going to take over the class so you can go get your vaccine. Yay. She says, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to keep teaching my class. She said 10 minutes later, the principal came in and interrupted and said, hey, didn't you hear the good news? I thought you would be down there getting your vaccine. She said the principal never stopped by her class ever. She says, no, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm going to. She goes, oh, no, no, no. Well, it goes by schedule. And you're scheduled to have yours right now. She's like, I'm not getting the vaccine. And there was a hush and a silence over the room. She said it was very embarrassing. She didn't like it. She didn't like the way that she had to do this in front of her students. I don't know. I think that's all that, all these kind of little nuances is all very gaslighting. Screwing up your perception of reality. Make you lose your confidence and your self-esteem. Jeez. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I don't I mean, I do hear the word gaslighting a lot. I do hear it a lot. I didn't think it was the word of the year, though. But it is. Gaslighting is a heinous tool frequently used by abusers in relationship. Yeah. That's why I don't watch the news anymore. 
always felt like if you're being abused, just get the fuck away. And I felt like the news, the news has been super abusive. So is the NFL. So has uh, Hollywood. So I, you know what I've done is just gotten rid of all of it. Honestly, I don't want to be gaslit or, uh, you know, convinced that I should be angry at things that I have no business. When I stopped watching the news, when I stopped watching football, when I stopped, all I see are Patriots and people who love America. When I was watching the news, I was watching football. I was confused on if there was anybody out there that actually liked America or appreciated America because that's what the NFL has done was, it was gaslighting this whole, this whole issue of, of standing for the, the national anthem makes you a racist or, or whatever makes you un-American. Um, step away from the abuser. Uh, more broadly, let's see here. Where was I at? Um, despite its relatively recent prominence, including Gaslighter, the Chicks 2020 album featuring the rousingly ang- angry titular singer. Wow, these words. Too much codecaine. The word was brought to life more than 80 years ago with Gaslight, a 1938 play by Patrick Hamilton. It birthed two film adaptations in the 1940s. One, George Cooker's Gaslight in 1944, starred Ingrid Bergman as Paula... I'm not going to go through all this. I don't need to know the... I don't think anybody needs to know the history of the word gaslighting. Um... Marion Whipster, which logs 100 million page views a month on its site, chooses its word of the year based solely on data. Huh. Sokolowski and his team weed out evergreen words most commonly looked up to gauge which word received a significant bump over the year before. They don't slice and dice why people look up words, which can be anything from quick spelling and definition checks to some sort of attempt at inspiration or motivation some of the droves who look up gaslighting this year might have wanted to know simply if it's one word or two words or whether it's hyphenated gaslighting skowalski said spent all of 2022 in the top 50 words looked up on merriamwebster.com to earn top dog word of the year status last year's picks was vaccine rounding out this year's top 10 are oh number two oligarch was one of the most looked up words driven by the Russia invasion of Ukraine. Omicron, the persistent COVID-19 variant codify, um, as in turning abortion rights into federal law. Queen consort was another one looked up. What King Charles wife, Camilla is newly known as King consort raid as in the search of former president, Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home sentient, is, a, is another one on there with, I didn't, I've never even heard that word, sentient, with lookups brought on by Google canning the engineer who claimed an unreleased AI system and becoming sentient. Cancel culture was also uh, Googled a bunch. LGBTQIA for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning. <laughs> Come on, man. The fact that anybody thinks that this shit's real. And they're Googling LGBTQIA. Like, just pass it. It's like, it's, it's like when... Uh, it's like when Kanye West says anything, like, why do we care? His words are meaningless. He has like one of the worst TBIs from a terrible traffic accident, a car crash. I was not even talking about all the drugs he's probably used in his life. But like, honestly, like, why are we, we spend any time on nonsense? Why are we spending any time on something LBD2QI? Who gives a fuck? Lomi. 
Oh, loamy, which like soil, loamy soil. Nope. Which many world users tried back in August. Thought the right word that day was clown. Oh, mm, I don't know. Loamy, I always used in in reference to wine and soil. Anyway, those are your those are your top your top ten most googled words of 2022. So we're getting closer to 2023. But number one, rounding it all out, you picked it, you knew it. Gaslighting, then vaccine, then oligarch. Omicron, Codify, Queen Consort, Raid, Sentient, Cancel Culture, LBGTQIA, Lomi, and that's it. Wow. Talking about that at the weekend barbecue. True Breezy's in the chat says LBZ2. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Honey Badger, 640 in the chats. Anyone else thought Tansy just said blow me? I probably did say blow me. Um, again, jacked up on the old Codicane. Uh, could, always use a, could always use a good blowy, so... Probably did say it. Uh, woke. <laughs> uh, the Dixie Chicks, yes. Uh, I like to I like to engage the chats here towards the end of the show. Uh, if you if you're just now tuning in, uh, listen that Black Friday sale for Ghostbed is still going on. We love Ghostbed. They've been a loyal sponsor. Been a loyal sponsor since day one. We hope to take them into the new year. Um, lots of things are changing in the podcast world. Lots of things. Everybody's going to pixel tracking and we don't know how that's going to affect us because I'm not a pixel tracker. I like to read ad reads. I like to be audacious and outrageous with my ad reads. I love doing the ghost pet ad read and I hope we get to continue doing it through the new year. And the only way that we can guarantee that that happens is that you sleep your ass on a ghost bed. Get you a ghost bed. Uh, it, it, we all we will rave about them. We love them. They have the best deals on the planet. They're made in the good old USA, USA, USA. I could not get the sleep that I'm getting right now with this broken arm if I wasn't sleeping on a ghost bed mattress. If I was sleeping on one of the other brand mattresses or toppers, that cooling technology, I'd be sweating through this cast without it. Love that cooling technology. Love everything about it. Right now, they're they're doing a flash sale, 40% off. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack and get the gift that keeps on giving and giving and giving. Give Give that first responder in your home a new fucking bed. You'll make better love in that bed, which benefits you. You'll get better sleep in that bed, which also benefits you. It's literally the most selfish gift you can give that also is selfless at the same time. They're going to be so thankful, so thoughtful. They never thought that they would get a bed in a box and it ships right to your door in a box. You open the box up and it explodes into a full bed. There's no like going to the store, strapping it to the top of your car, having it blow around the wind like some white trash nut job. Rolling down Capitol Boulevard in Raleigh with the, the dumb mattress flopping around. Like National Lampoon or something. No, it chips right to your door in a box. Pop it right out. Get that adjustable base. It basically turns into a couch. Imagine the new sexual positions you can experience. If you have a hard time with sexual positions and experiences, check out Blue Chew at bluechew.com. Promo code Wolfpack. Try Blue Chew out for free. That's if you're just having a hard time getting in the mood sometimes. Has really not, not not so much to do with erectile dysfunction as it does is sometimes you see some really heinous shit and you're not in the mood, but you need to get turned up. Save that marriage. Heat it up in the bedroom. You don't feel like you're in love anymore. You don't feel like... If you haven't had sex in two weeks, go fucking go to bluechew.com. Look up bluechew. Use the promo code Wolfpack. You're going to get five bluechews for free. You have sex like you've never had sex before incredible sex and not taking Bluetooth just doesn't get you laid though like you've got to be married you got to have a significant other it's not like you take one of these things and like 
you know, some cog girl knocks on your door. <laughs> be cool though, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be awesome? But no, check it out. Go over to uh go over to ghostbed.com. Also, get you some ammo, ammoseek.com, promo code Wolfpack, and iTarget Pro. iTarget Pro, baby. And under tech underwear, so many Christmas gifts under the Wolfpack. Right now, under tech underwear, you can save 20% off. Use the promo code Wolfpack20. All right, uh, let's just go down one more, one more. Last story of the day, and it's my favorite, Spam. Spam has come out with a limited edition. Right now, it's hard to find. You can get it on Amazon if you go right now, but it's selling out quick, or Walmart.com. And I and and I, I think it's out on Walmart.com. And it's going to eBay where the price is getting jacked up. Spam made a limited edition figgy pudding. Uh, figgy, uh, I challenge any of you to grab the figgy figgy pudding. There is a wide array of reviews and uh oh god, I can't even look at these fucking pictures. I'm seriously I'm gonna throw up. Oh um Wow. People have made like a figgy pudding pie, figgy pudding, uh, Dutch baby pancakes. God, it looks so fucking gross. Um, but everybody's raving about it, dude. It's like flying off the shelves. It's made of like cinnamon, orange. Um, it's meat though. It's potted meat flavored with cinnamon and holiday spices, figs, Oh, God, it's so weird and so gross. But listen, I'm a sucker for anything that has, I mean, if, if they, you know, pumpkin spice latte, spam, I would try it. Um, I'm going to jump on right now. If you've gotten some of this spam figgy pudding, I want pictures. I want pictures. I want anything that you can give me content-wise regarding spam figgy pudding. If you're if you're going to buy it, if you buy it, if you buy it today, if you go on Amazon today, send me a picture. I want to see how much figgy pudding you people buy. Flavored spice and everything nice. What the fuck is wrong with this world? What is going on? Oh my God. Spam website consistently treats it. His name is Spam. Like email spam. But Merriam-Webster opts for spam. So I'm going with that. It's easier to type. Also spam is just capital S-P-A-M. I don't even know why I read that part. The reviews are hilarious. Uh, I'll read a couple of these. Hang on. Figgy. Let's see here. I'm going to read. These are hilarious. Spam. Oh, by the way, go leave us a rating and review on iTunes, please. We desperately need some more reviews. Um, Here we go. Here's uh, review number one. Oh, my God. What? Oh, my God. It's heavy and fatty, eaten alone, just like regular spam. To my surprise, however, the spices are balanced. Ugh. Um, the flavor hits you pretty quickly. It's a nicely sweetened holiday flavor that lingers. I don't want my spam to linger at all. I just want it to slide down the back of my throat and just go away forever. That's what she said. Uh, the Washington Post reviewer begged to differ describing an intense faux orange flavor that brought to the mind those horrifically dry. Let's see here. <laughs> this is NPR. Dude, NPR fucking did a uh, thing on this. Hell yeah. I can't believe I didn't see that. All right, hold on. Let's read these reviews here. Oh, man. Um, Definitely different, but real tasty. 
an intense faux orange flavor that brought to mind those horrifically dyed and colored candied fruits that somehow make their way into objectionable holiday sweets backed by discordant chorus of baking spices. Gosh, I'm telling you what. We shouldn't even be talking about this. We should talk about the effects of codeine. It, it, I'm telling you what, man. One, it gets me real hyper for just a minute, and then it gets me really dizzy and nauseous, and then I just want to go to sleep. And right now, all these words are just blending in toge- together, just blending over each other. I'm going to have to call it quits. I'm have to call it quits. Um, let's see here. I'm going to jay the cat's chats. Really, <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. It's really kicking in right now. Feeling it. Um Let's make the podcast of the year for 2022. I'd love to make podcasts of the year for 2022. That would take a lot though. That would take a lot of people um, rating or reviewing. And, and, you know, now that we're not, we don't belong to a network. We fell off of like the charts because you, you, it's hard to chart without a network or whatever. And then once you fall off the charts, you lose it. I'd like to get back on the charts. Uh, I might have to do some research going into the holiday on how to do that. Um, All right, guys. Well, I have done all I can do, and I think it's just going to get worse from here. So uh, I love you guys. I want to see you guys. I'm going to go home and lay down for a little bit, but I probably will check the last call Instagram. So send me some messages on there. Send me something funny. And if you want to be a moderator on the Instagram page for last call, um, also let me know that and why you want to be a moderator and what kind of content you would bring to last call. And, And I will be selecting probably one of you to do that. Um, and then we're also probably, we'll see how that works for a while. And we'll probably do the same thing with failure stop. And, um, but all right guys for last call of the day, this is Eric Tanzi. Um, go out there do something with your family. Don't talk about the the job this weekend to your civilian friends, be a good civilian. Um, you're a great first responder all week. And then you got to turn it off. You got to turn it off for the weekend to save your mental health, especially over the holidays, be a better parent, uh, and do something special with your kids this holiday season. Love you guys. And I'll see you soon. Cheers.